0: Sure, we're all still waiting to hear about how the OECD's new global tax reform, i.e. Pillar 1 and Pillar 2, shape up when the G20 meets again in Rome next month. That's October, by the way. But, well, all due respect to the OECD, there are still other things going on in the tax universe, you know. What kinds of things, you ask? Well, that's where we come in. Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, hot off the press, cross-border solutions, weekly transfer pricing, in the news podcast. What's happening with German tax treaties? What will the end of LIBOR mean for transfer pricing in Australia? And where's transfer pricing scrutiny on the rise right now? We've got it all right here, hot off the press. But first, a message from my friends and yours at Cross Border Solutions. Attention German taxpayers, Germany has had enough of treaty shopping. True to the name, letting non-resident taxpayers seek exemptions and refunds from German withholding tax under applicable double tax treaty or other EU directive has left Germany feeling a little like, well, a used shopping bag. In following rulings from the European Court of Justice that found former versions of the provision incompatible with EU law, it appears the bottom of that bag has finally fallen through. Most noteworthy is how the new rules close the loophole for taxpayers interposed into the group structure for the purposes of exploiting a tax benefit otherwise unavailable. Judging whether or not that is the case is still left up to a two-tiered test. The first part is called the quote unquote shareholder test or look through approach and is severely restricted by the new rule changes. The quote unquote look through refers to the tax authority looking through which persons would not be entitled to relief if they received the income directly rather than as a payment under the company's articles of association or another structural arrangement. Then comes the income test, which evaluates whether the source of income in question has a material connection with a corporation's economic activity. Now, if you're starting to loosen your collar a little bit hearing this, we understand, but try to breathe because there are ways out. If the taxpayer can prove the purpose of their involvement is not to attain a tax advantage, known as the primary purpose test or PPT escape, Or if the company's main class of shares are substantially and regularly traded on a recognized stock exchange known as the ListCo escape, then they're in the clear. The new rules apply to payments made from June 9th, 2021 onwards and until June 9th, if the new version of the provision is more advantageous to the taxpayer than the old version. Now, isn't that nice of them? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth depends on who you ask. A new discussion paper published August 12th from the Australian Taxation Office is making overtures to representatives of multinationals on how to address the transfer pricing fallout from the decline and fall of the London Interbank Offered Rate, or LIBOR, reporting for which is scheduled to end December 31st of this year. In transfer pricing and on to much of 21st century finance, it's the end of an era, but not the end of controversy over LIBOR. Among the many arguments still raging in the aftermath is the debate over what to base floating interest rates for intercompany loans, a debate the new ATO paper tries to help negotiate. Raising eyebrows among observers is the 5% margin used in the ATO's example within the paper, considering the ATO went after Chevron, over a 4.14% loan margin, arguing that it should have been below 1.5%. Considering, uh, let's say how friendly the ATO can typically be in these arenas, is relying on a 5% margin too good to be true? Uh, We're not big fans of those odds. But also for the opening salvo of a tacit negotiation process, it can't be all bad to have the traditionally more aggressive party begin with a remarkably generous offering, even if it's symbolism at this point. The ATO is accepting feedback until September 10th before moving forward, and we'll continue reporting where the conversation goes from there. Transfer pricing scrutiny is increasing all over the world, and the Czech Republic is no exception. In fact, in 2020, the number of tax assessments by the Czech Tax Administration increased by four times The number performed in 2019, resulting in an additional tax collection, 1.3 billion Czech Corona last year. That's almost 63 million U.S. dollars. Most recently, the tax administration has been focused on inspections that began before the pandemic, but now things are picking up and new transfer pricing investigations have already begun. In Czech, corporate tax returns, of course, require an appendix disclosing all intercompany transactions along with descriptions of them. And so transfer pricing has been a key focus during tax inspections. Given budget deficits due to the pandemic, the Czech tax administration will be looking to make up losses. So be proactive about transfer pricing documentation, as we expect transfer pricing to be under the microscope even more. And there you have it, all the transfer pricing news that's fit to print. I mean, record? Let's make like interwoven cypress trees and stay in touch. Plus, if you like this podcast, you're going to love the other shows in Cross Border Solutions Tax Podcast Suite. That's the Fiona Show R&D Tax Credit, the Fiona Show Tax Provision and our anchor program, the Fiona Show Transfer Pricing. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Fiona Show hot off the press and we'll keep you up to date on the latest headlines in transfer pricing. I'm Matthew Demello and they let me host, edit and engineer this program. Marilyn Mitchumstrom is our executive producer and we both wrote today's script. We'll catch everyone next week.